1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars
0: per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod, Odd Rod, Odd Rod, Odd Rod. Odd rod. I don't see him. Where is he? T- hell, I, like you can lose him. I mean, where'd he go? Uh, I guess uh, Odd Rod had some car trouble, so he wasn't going to be able to make it to record today. But what we're lacking in weight. We make up for in heart because we have Richard Hoskins in the studio, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst, and numbers guru. What's happening in South Bend, Indiana? That's what I'm screaming. And we also got my intern, Will. We got Will in the studio. What's going on, people? You see that? Will's like a rock star. Come on, people. I like it. Kid's are natural.
0: Yes, he's got it.
1: And he and he has he has a good picking out people to follow.
0: Yeah, you I mean, know he's got yeah.
1: good. You can't blame him for having good taste. He's got charisma. He does that that he does. The uh, yeah, good kid. Yeah, absolutely. Just good kids. I'm just trying to stay humble over here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How that's that's we, always been my claim to fame. How did we get a kid? The eye rolls at this moment. <laughs> Oh, molding young minds here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I love it. It's public service. (laughs) We just drug another one to the dark side, Richard. If
0: you would like Hot Rods and Happy Hour to mold your child, call us at...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. i tell you what, man. There's so much cool stuff going on in the news this week. So much fun stuff. How about Hot Wheels? What's Hot Wheels doing? Hot Wheels turns 50 this week. Oh, wow. It's only so in 19, this week in 1968, Hot Wheels were dropped by Mattel for the first time. Hot Wheels cars. How cool is that? Did you play with Hot Wheels? Was that I, still a cool thing? I did play with Hot Wheels. That was like last week. Right? I got a
0: scar from Hot Wheels, actually. You
1: got a scar from Hot Wheels. Yes.
0: How are you playing with your Hot Wheels?
1: That's what um, I'm saying.
0: I slept on it. You slept. You slept <laughs> on our Hot that, Wheels. That is the
1: real deal. How about right you, there. Richard? Were you? Were you like like? Were you that guy that crashed them into each other and stuff?
0: Mine got used. Uh, I never intentionally crashed them into each other, but sometimes there were collisions. There were
1: collisions. You know, <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I drove them kind of like I do my
1: cars today. See, I was a little bit of the odd kid with my stuff. Yeah, you were probably polishing them. I did. I played car lot with my Hot Wheels. I took my light bright. Which will's probably googling what that is right now, but I took my light bright and I made like 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 a tablet. (laughs) I made like Pitts Chevrolet in my light bright and made the sign, and I had a phone and like I had people calling in and I was selling cars when I was six years old. I I I believe that some would say it was his destiny. It's it's a little scary. It's a little scary. It's pretty bad when you're six years old and you're telling people their credit just isn't good enough to pull it off. Well, you know, you got. You're going to need a co. It's pretty bad at six year old. Six years old, you knew, you know what a cosigner is. That,
0: that's not an easy thing to tell people, and it is something that you have to hone as a skill. So if you can pick that up when you're a child, uh, it makes adulthood a lot easier.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. It's just, but that's how it was though. I mean, like I thought every kid did it, but nope. um. And then, like, the crappy Matchbox cars were my crappy trade ins. I even had a wholesale lot. <laughs> so, like, like and, you know, or, or like them no name ones, like your grandma gave you for Christmas. Like, she bought them from Winn Dixie. Like, the off brand ones. And, like, those were the trade ins. You know, it'd be like, yeah, we'll roll this to wholesale. They had one window
0: that oh, was yeah. just like a piece of acrylic. That... Yeah.
1: And it was blue. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it looked like it was like, soaked in 2,000 flushes. Yeah. They
0: but, all had the same interior.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it was like, it's like a Ferrari kit car <laughs> diecast, which is bad. But uh, but yeah, that's what I do with my Hot Wheels. This is a cars. kit car of a Hot Wheels. <laughs> I mean, that, that was what I did. But Hot Wheels are so iconic. And, and you know, it, it puts joy in my heart that it's still probably how every car guy gets started today. It's definitely the cheapest intro. Yeah, but, but it's like a gateway drug. Yeah. It's all downhill from there.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's
1: where they get you uh, 97
0: yeah. cents, and then it's. Then by the time that you're at Barago or whatnot, then yeah. there's,
1: there's no coming back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. How about our boy Travis Pastrana? Did he die? No, he didn't die. I swear Am to I God. Am I the only one that watched Evil Live?
0: I didn't know it happened Probably. already. I just Probably. remember watching a commercial and saying, he's
1: going to die. Listen, <laughs> Evil Knievel broke 200 bones in his body. Doing a double handful of jumps. That's... All right. Now, Travis Pastrano, now he's broke a lot of bones too, now over the years. In 20 years, he's broke 60 bones and he's had 25 concussions. I don't see how the man can walk. That's not that bad, really, considering what he does. Well, I mean, given. Wouldn't you hate to be his insurance provider? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Crap, even is Travis rocker. calling again. So, but anyway, so he set out to beat Evil Knievel's records. All right, Evil Evil had one jump he did. He jumped 13 Greyhound buses. Travis jumped 16. And keep in mind, the Greyhound buses from when Evil jumped yeah, to now bigger. are eight inches wider than they are now. So he jumped three more and they're wider buses on an Indian Scout, a 750 Indian motorcycle. So he didn't use his little fancy dirt bike, you know, doing his little jumping stuff with it. I mean, it blows my mind. That's a
0: heavy bike. There's a lot of metal on that.
1: 380 pounds. Do you
0: think he pulled a Ghost Rider and like maybe he sold his soul? Possibly. Possibly. He pulled
1: pulled a Nick Cage. He shouldn't be alive anymore. So he did that. The thing that bothers me, he did that. He jumped 52 wrecked cars and beat another one of Evil's record. And then he jumped the fountains. At Caesar's Palace. Now, keep in mind, Vegas in 1967, when Evil did it, has changed a lot. The founds are still there, but they've built so much. He had less room to accelerate than Evil and even less room to stop and still did it. The thing is, he landed the bike and it didn't even shake. Like it was smooth. That's the devil. I mean, like, you know, you see Evil do it, it's like wobbling back and forth and he goes over the handlebars. Travis laid it down, like, me and you jumping, like, our bicycle ramps in front of our house.
0: Do you think there's a point when you're making one of these jumps and you're like, whoop, this didn't go the way I hoped it would?
1: I'm sure it does. And he was joking around because, like, they've practiced these jumps. He has a set of, He has, like, a complete arena that he practices all his jumps in. And they were talking about it, and he says, if I get wet, I'm in trouble on the fountains. If I get wet.
0: Uh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And he also jumped it in the same style boots that Evil Knievel wore. So, not like fancy riding boots. This homeboy was wearing disco shoes. Like, he, these are the same shoes that John Travolta had on in Saturday Night Fever, but in white patent leather on an Indian scout flying through the air 225 feet. The devil the devil. In just patent you, leather.
2: I can just see you now. You have you're watching the video on YouTube, and you have holy water, and you just spray in the phone. <laughs> but, just but you what i mean, Power of you.
1: But but this is the thing that's crazy about that. I mean I mean that's but he made it look easy. Like that was my big problem with it. Three hours they talked about how amazing of a feat, and he's like, boom. Yeah, he should have sprained his ankle or something. Something. Shake it. Make us think you're going to fly off of. It. Nope. He's just like boom. I mean, you're to make it, make it look dramatic. dramatic. But, I mean, exactly. 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 Put on a show. Now, granted, and then and then he gets done, and he did it with the same bike three times. You know why they didn't use a Harley? Because there's no way a Harley would do that three times. That's why. (laughs) And then it would choke down, you know, or something like that. He used like three different Harley's, basically. No, he used one bike. I know. one of use Harleys,
2: he
0: had to use three different Harleys.
1: Exactly. So then they had three different ones there, so he could swap if he had to, but he didn't have to. He used the same bike over and over
0: again. Uh, you got one and it's feeling good after the first jump. Yeah, you stick with that.
1: I guess so. And then. But, I mean, the thing was, like, he would get done doing the jump. You know, most people would be shook. Next thing you know, he's, like, doing the endo on it. Yeah, he's you know? moonwalking and whatnot. Exactly. He's standing up on the seat, waving to the crowd. He actually had to ride from Caesar. He did the first two jumps where he jumped the red cars and he jumped the buses. He had to ride about a mile to Caesar's Palace. He's high-fiving people in their cars going down Las Vegas Boulevard, doing burnouts on a bike that he's fixed to jump over Caesar's Palace in. This dude's my hero.
0: I mean, he has had 20 20- 26 concussions, so
1: there could be something wrong with them. 25 concussions, and I guarantee you there's something bad wrong with that child. (laughs) I'll tell you what else is bad wrong, these commercial breaks, man, they keep sneaking up on us. Dang it, if they don't
0: get us every time.
1: That's right, guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, Richard Hoskins. What's happening in Newark, Delaware? Is that even a place? Yeah, it is, man, I looked it up. (laughs) I Googled it. And we got our my intern, Will, in the studio. What's going on, y'all? Look at him. He threw a little southern sling in there, there he y'all. Getting He's getting a little bit more comfortable. Smirk. That's what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. So now now Will being the youngest in the group by many, many years, year. Is throwing some Travis Pastrana facts on us here. He got all kinds of cool things he did. Now, and now he's went from two to four wheels?
0: So last year, racing for uh, the Subaru Factory team, he set a really big record at the Mountain Washington Hill Climb uh, in f- in five minutes and 44 seconds. And that was over 24 seconds faster than his teammate David Higgins did in 2014. So that's, that's pretty insane. Crazy. So yeah. this
1: dude's went from dirt bikes to Subarus yeah. hill climbing.
0: -hmm. That's dangerous stuff. Oh yeah,
1: I mean I understand. I've got friends that hill climb. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want to walk up a hill, much less drive up these things. And I mean, this is sideways. This dude at high rates of speed while doing it. (laughs) But this is the thing that's cool. This guy. I want to tell you something. And I can't say it on the air. The very first way I wanted to say this, but of steel. If you catch my drift. (laughs) Clank clank. Exactly. I'm telling you. This dude, I mean, I'm just ready for him just to take flight at He's any time. Else. He's Superman. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, taking flight wouldn't
0: be that much of a reach based on his day-to-day job. I
1: mean, Homeboy had a cape on, but he did take the cape off when he did the jumps. He actually lost points right there for me. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you just wear the cape? I mean, come on. Like, the cape was so cool, and then he takes the cape off and does a jump. I want to see the cape flapping in the wind. Maybe that's what made all the difference. Maybe that's why evil crashed all the times. That could be, man. be It might have been yeah. an aerodynamic thing. Who thought a leather cape would weigh you down like that? Same as getting wet. I'm telling you, that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, I don't know. But he had the whole leather jumpsuit on, like the whole get-up. It wasn't just disco boots. It was everything. Sure, there was probably some foresight, some foresight in that. Just in It was 110 he and 10 degrees in Vegas when he did it, wearing a leather suit. Mm. I'm telling you, that's that's... That's hot. That's some toasty weather. He probably needed some cologne after that. Probably, probably. He probably needed a bath. Let's
2: be real. Right <laughs> as soon yeah. as he was done, he got done with the media, and it was just like, all right, I'm. He actually get a shower.
1: jumped into the fountain after that, which was only about a foot deep, but still, he jumped in there.
2: They better clean that fountain beforehand.
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I mean, Vegas is kind of a dirty town, so you can only imagine that fountain. The things that have been thrown The things thrown that happen to that fountain when the lights <laughs> go out. I mean, we've all
2: seen The Hangover, okay? So yeah, exactly. You might, might catch them. And that was
1: Caesar's Palace. I'm just throwing that out there. Just saying. Isn't that where The Hangover... Can the place? gonorrhea live in water? Uh, I think for, like, a couple hours. He may be in trouble. I think, yeah. Travis, I mean, if you're listening, get checked. I'm serious. That's, that's crazy. But i tell you what, not to shift gears. No pun intended. Uh, like a dirt bike. I see you there. Yeah, we've got Haney Jacobs and Paul Inerio from the Anti-Autobile Club of America, the Greenville chapter. You're talking about a show they're putting on. That's awesome. i tell you one thing you will not see at a car show is a Subaru.
0: You know, speaking of Subarus, Travis Pastrana actually dailies the 2017 Subaru WRX STI.
1: You're telling me, Travis, he, he, he drives a Subaru. You
0: know, I heard his wife actually drives a Forester, so apparently it's some kind of a family thing. Okay.
1: First strike, he lost the cape. Second strike, they drive Subarus? Uh, well, you can't wear a cape if you're driving a Subaru anyway. No, no, dude. No.
0: You're no hero of mine. You know, if at least a Subaru did win him a hill
1: climb. No. I would probably drive it off the other side of the you hill. You jump a Subaru <laughs> over 13 buses, you can wear a cape. Exactly. That right there is a feat. That's what I'm thinking. Just think. I mean, that Indian motorcycle can't weigh, what, 200 pounds less than a Subaru? Just jump the Subaru, 13 buses, 16 buses. 16 jump out the buses. window, land you on know your feet, at least... <laughs> do an endo in
2: the Subaru. You know he's at least contemplated it a few times.
0: Don't you know? Man, if I drove a Subaru every day, I'd probably cross my mind, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would I would, I would, I would, I would, probably question jumping my Subaru off a bridge every time I got in it. Yeah, with yourself in it, too. Yeah, yeah, with me in it, preferably without a seatbelt.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why are you hating on the Subaru so much?
1: Because it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, he hit the nail on the head there. He uh, Richard uh, Richard serves a very good point. Yeah, they're just they're, yeah. Uh, they suck. Okay, they squeak a lot on the inside. Yeah, that too.
2: But you got to think about it from him. I mean, he's probably getting paid by Subaru. To drive that is those trucks,
1: I'm gonna okay? tell you something. And, I don't, and, I don't know how much money they make, but I don't think they've made enough to pay me to drive a Subaru. But at
2: the same, like at the same time, like a lot of people, a lot of celebrities, you know, they go, "Oh, look at this new cell phone," or "Look at this product," and they never use a product. At least he's actually using the product, making millions of dollars for himself by driving a Subaru.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand it, um, and you know, I'm not gonna say that you couldn't pay me enough to drive a Subaru. That's
1: yeah. Honestly, it's probably a fun car. It's a very capable car. And you know
2: he's got it maxed out. Yeah, I mean I'm sure he's got like
1: a super cool Subaru. I mean I'm sure it's not like, you know, a box stock. Yeah, it's not a frog-eyed 2002 with three different colored (laughs)
0: body panels. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the weird lights
2: at the bottom of them.
0: Ooh, ooh,
1: Ooh. yeah. That's just bad.
0: It's like too fast, too furious right there.
1: In a Subaru. Which is neither one of those things. (laughs) That's a scary proposition. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Right now, there's WRX guys probably typing the hate mail.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, We probably just got turned off.
1: I can feel the emails dinging right and left right now. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Subaru Club of America.
0: (laughs) I mean, also,
2: one cool thing about Travis Petrona, he used to race NASCAR. He did. He, did. he, he used he to did. be a NASCAR driver. Uh, no, I mean, is there
1: anything this guy hasn't seriously. done? I mean, he's probably been an accountant at this point, too. Exactly. I'm waiting. Really? Uh, well, with 25 concussions, I probably wouldn't hire him for that. Is there
0: any outrageously dangerous profession <laughs> that he hasn't participated in?
1: Yeah, really. I mean, dating Lindsay Lohan. I mean, he Lohan. could probably take, like, Crocodile <laughs> Dundee's job. Don't give him any ideas. (laughs) Watch me now. (laughs) He's going to join
2: Steve Irwin's son. He's going to go out in the wild, try to find animals and stuff like that.
1: Russell Gator's
0: Crocs. Uh, I mean, it's it's a natural progression. He could jump him with a dirt bike.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing. Jumped it would be more entertaining alligators. if there was 40 <laughs> alligators in the fountain at Caesar Palace that he jumped over. That would be something right there. That and would then afterwards, he gets I would not off have missed and washes off in the fountain. Exactly. Like then did. jump in there and, like, swim with them. Yeah. Or if he, like, jumped
0: 13 buses on an alligator...
1: <laughs> <laughs> While wrestling an alligator mid air. <laughs> I would watch that. I'd probably T that. I'm just I
2: feel like that's been done. I think I think I saw that on Semi Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I
0: bet
1: I bet I'd ride an alligator. Oh that, that, I think that would be pretty cool. That would actually be kinda cool. Watch me. Wrestle a Bear. Pro was a great movie. That was that was a great movie. Great. Probably my second favorite Will Ferrell anything Alright, what's all. number one? See, my number one's not Talladega Nights.
2: Step Brothers? Step Brothers no. nope.
1: is a very close one. Go oh. on. When he does Harry Carey. Okay. On SNL. That's acceptable. That puts joy in my heart. Hey! Hey, guys, I tell you what, we got a great interview coming up with Mr. Paul Anero and Henny Jacobs from the Antique Automobile Club of America talking about the Benson Classic Car Show right here in Greer, South Carolina coming up August 4th. Stay tuned, guys. We got a lot more Hot rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 W.O.R. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Never mind, he's not here. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, we got a real special treat for you today. we got some guests in the studio. We've got Mr. Henny Jacobs and Paul Nario from the Antique Automobile Club of America. Right here, the Greenville chapter. Guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Thanks for having us. Hey, man, anytime, anytime. I I feel privileged to have you guys on the air with me. Now, we've got a really special event coming up August 4th. Why don't you tell us about it?
3: Well, this is actually the 12th annual event. Uh, It's been known as, and still is, uh, the Benson Classic Car Show. Uh, It's held at the uh, Baptist Church on West Point Street in Greer. Uh, The parking lots run parallel to the road, so if you get lost, you can come by and just look at all the cars. Uh, It's a fundraiser uh, for the Meals on Wheels. Um, and so we're hoping everybody comes out. That's a great charity. And we have a wonderful variety of cars. Last year we had in the neighborhood of 100 cars. We're hoping that some of y'all out there are going to come. And let's get 150 this year or 200. That's the more right. the better. That's the right. more the better.
1: But that's what I love about car shows because it's a great – first of all, I grew up in car shows. But what I love about it, and I think a lot of people need to understand, that these local shows like this – raise so much money for great causes and great charities yeah. and you know I mean I love those big car shows that are out of town just as much as the next guy but I love my local shows because nine times out of ten those local shows are supporting great local causes like Meals on Wheels
3: yeah, yeah that, that's that's exactly right and, and you know car shows the reason guys like you and I probably like car shows is uh, the automobile is part of the cultural fabric of, of America, but more so here in the in the South than probably anywhere else, and that's the reason we always we're always racing and well, building hot cars. Well,
1: uh, and and that's the thing I tell about car people. I mean, the whole car thing that's like apple pie. I mean, yeah. I mean, the first race started when the second car was built. You that's know, correct. I mean, and, yep. and, and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah, but. And that's the cool thing about the car communities we all pull together no matter what you're into even guys that fix up old desotos henny you're getting awful quiet over there
3: well i'm just listening to it we have, the registration is 20 dollars if you're registra- ahead of time but what i like about our car shows is you see the cars in the local parking lots you see them drive down the road You see them having fun everywhere you go
1: well you know what and that's the thing though about these cars is you enjoy them, and driving them is enjoying them. Yep. I yep. mean, I tell people all the time, you know, it's it's an experience like no other driving a classic or a collector car. It takes you back. They're just like a time machine. No matter where yep. you're at, you can get behind the wheel of, of your fifties, sixties, or even your seventies cars, yep. because there's so much difference in them. And, and, yep. and I tell people, you know, they said, well, describe it. And words can't describe it. It's just the feel, you know, the yep. rattles, the squeaks, the things. I guess you'd call them quirks about them, but that's what makes them cool and gives them character.
3: Yeah, yeah and, and, and Rob, it won't just be 50s, 60s, and seventies cars, which which that's mostly what we see. But the unique thing about this car show is is we have uh, a lot of pre-war cars that come. Wow, uh, great early Fords. This this year, I'm bringing one of the, uh, what I consider to be a special car out of my collection. It's a 1920 Anderson that was built in Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, and it's only the 13th car in the nation to be put on the National Historic Vehicle Register as a National Cultural Artifact. So if you come on out, you'll get to see a car built right here in South Carolina before BMW. That's right. Yeah, and it's a 1920.
1: Hey, it's, that's insane in Rock Hill, South Rock Carolina. Hill, South Carolina.
3: Yeah, you got to think about it.
1: Back, you know, pre-war, there was all types of car manufacturers. That's
3: correct. In fact, is uh, by 1928 there were 2,600 makes of cars in the United States alone. That's crazy. It's, it's nuts. You could build one car, and you would, and you would as a car manufacturer.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. But we're doing a lot to keep up with.
3: Yeah, but. But, but that's what
1: makes these kind of shows cool, because yep. you don't see the same thing over and over again. Exactly. I mean, whether you like the late model stuff, which that's really cool, too. you know, you yep. got your new Challengers, Camaros. Those guys are great. You know, your new Mustangs, those are impressive cars for 2018 in these later model years. But I want to tell you something. If it wasn't for that 1920 Anderson, yep. or if it wasn't for that 58 DeSoto, there wouldn't be these cars. These collector cars paved the way for these cars, yep. and that's what makes it so cool is to see through the years the changes and how far technology has gone.
3: Yep. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and we're hoping that a, a lot of new people, that uh, people hadn't been to this car show before will show up. It's a it's a great location. It's a great cause. If you register early, you get a free t-shirt, uh, and you getting anything free these days. That's already a... I want to tell you so I take a, a black good. eye for free. You <laughs> yeah, can't beat that. That's either. right. <laughs> But but this is what's cool
1: about but the car show thing. It's good family fun. You can bring yes. all your, you bring the kids out. <laughs> and this is the thing. And and I, and I joke around <laughs> with people all the time about. It. I love it when people bring their families and their kids to car shows because we're dragging yep. them over to the dark side. We
3: need more people on our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and come out and prepare to eat. We're gonna have uh, food trucks there as well. And uh, it, it'll be a little bit of a, of a carnival kind of an environment where you can walk from truck to truck pick out what you want to eat. And uh, so come hungry because I'm sure the food truck vendors would love to have uh, a lot of business and because they're supporting the event as well. And so you don't have to worry about packing a lunch or anything. Just come dressed to have fun. And, and to eat a hot dog or a hamburger, whatever it is you like.
1: Well, and and that's what's the fun about it. I mean, you can walk around, and this is a great way to spend your Saturday. Yeah. I mean, a beautiful day, got a yep. great atmosphere all around you, beautiful cars, got great food. We got yep. music playing in yep. the background. Yep, absolutely. And you're helping a great cause all at the same time. and getting better than that. I'm telling you something, that's a no-brainer right yep. there. So yep. tell us a little bit about the Antique Automobile Club of America, the Greenville chapter.
3: The, uh, the club, and Henny, if you want to speak up, don't let me steal all your thunder. The Antique Automobile Club of America was founded in 1935. Uh, It has regions and chapters all over the United States. And the chapter here in Greenville, believe it or not, two years ago, we turned 50 years old. So we've had an active Antique Automobile Club region right here for 50 years in the Greenville area. Since 1967. Yeah. And, And basically, the Antique Automobile Club of America, of course, it recognizes all cars, but it pays particular attention to cars that are 25 years old. And it's a move in 25 years, so Honestly. every year a new one is stuck in there. So so basically, uh, almost any car that that our uh, listeners grew up with or have possibly ever even just caught a glimpse of, they're they're protected and, and sponsored and promoted by the Antique Automobile Club of America. Uh, and hence, that's the reason when you come to this show, there's a wide variety of cars. I know last year we had three or four spectacular early Fords just pull up out of nowhere. Uh, and we weren't expecting them, so we were very pleased. But there's some T-models usually there, some, some other early cars. I don't know. I'm hoping we have some brass era cars. And those are cars that were made prior to 1916. Uh, Sometimes you just don't know. That's another thing that's good about a car show. is it, It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say an Easter egg hunt, but it's like a treasure hunt because you go not knowing what to expect. And things show up that you didn't anticipate and you hadn't seen.
1: Exactly. And and, and the variety is what makes it. You know, I mean, it's not just a a Ford show or not just a Chrysler show or not just a Chevrolet show. This is an everything show. Yep. So no matter what you're into, you're bound to find it. August 4th at the Benson Classic Car
3: Show. Exactly. And I know young people today, they're always looking further out into the future than some of us old timers. But there's exotic things that show up. I mean, cars that you and I look at and shake our head and say, wow, what planet did that come from? And they show up, and the young people just flock to those cars. So there's something for everybody.
1: Well, and, and that's what makes it fun, though. And I'll be honest with you, a true car guy, whether it be a 1908 Cadillac yeah. or whether it be a 65 Chevelle or whether it be a 58 DeSoto, and you're into later model stuff, you can still appreciate Absolutely. that car. <laughs> Absolutely. We may like different things, but our love affair with the automobile is just the same.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll have my 37, 37 Hudson there. Mm-hmm. It is one of 40 made. It's one of 12 still in existence. It only has 28,000 original miles. I'm the third owner of it, and it's just a gorgeous car. You can drive it at 60 miles an hour, although <coughs> it's a 1937 model. That's it's saying a lot. 60
1: miles an hour was extremely fast in 1937. Correct. That was getting somewhere in a hurry. <laughs> Yep. Now sixty miles an hour is driving to the mall. Yep, but yep. Uh, and that's the thing that that's so interesting and, and 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 just it's so funny the different generations and and they just don't know any different, but. You know, when you look at, you know, some of these street rods and, and I've seen it a little more. I'm not the thirty eight, but I've you know, I've grew up in the street rod era and all that stuff. And I've we've had a lot of these original cars over the years that we turned into hot rods, but we still we bought them original. But I mean like you know, like your stove bolt Chevy's, yep. you know, with the stove bolt yep. six in them. I mean, you know, that car registered 100 miles an hour. Off a clip it might do that. Maybe. <laughs> but, but and I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about a 40s model car. So 60 miles an hour in 1937 is flying. You're making time.
3: Yep, and, and and it even it was fast even before that. One of the cars in my collection now I won't have it there Saturday, but it, it's a 1912 Hudson mile a minute speedster, and it was the first American car built that was advertised as a purpose built race car. And a mile a minute, that was flying. That was sixty miles, 60 an, miles hour. an hour. But to, to, to put a little icing on the cake, they shipped it with a hundred mile an hour speedometer to encourage owners to push the limits of the car. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! But
1: and, and that's what makes it cool, and that's the thing about collector cars, just. Just everything they did back then to sell those cars, and just the styling of them, which is just—it's iconic. It's the best yep. way to put it, yep. guys. I tell you what—you definitely don't want to miss the Benson Classic Car Show Saturday, August fourth, Greer First Baptist Church is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Guys, you don't want to miss it. Be sure to check it out.
3: Rob, we're going to leave you a flyer so that you can let all the listeners out there know the specifics and how to come see us. That's right, guys. We're going to post it up to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour
1: Facebook page. Be sure to check it out. The Benson Classic Car Show, August 4th, Saturday. You definitely don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. you got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Richard Hoskins.
0: What's happening to the hometown of our very own
1: Odd Rod, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Ooh. Ooh. And then we got my intern, Will, in the studio. How's it going? He's getting all the way all right. back. How's it going?
0: Look at that. He's got that smile.
1: Next segment's going to be, hey. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. But, you know, I, I was a little rough on the Subaru guys. That was a little rough. I, I, like like thinking back on that now, I was a little harsh. It's just it's just playing around. Some of it is warranted though. Yeah, yeah i a little judgmental, but uh, you know, we're talking about judging today on hot Rides and that, so I guess I guess get honest. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in that judging mood.
0: Uh, you might as well warm up on the Subarus.
1: That's what I'm screaming, you know. But you know, and that's the thing. You know, we you know, we had Henny and, and and you know the guys in here from the Antique Automobile Club of America. We had Henny and Paul in here, and they were telling us about their car show. It's coming up August fourth, and you know and we're in the middle of of show season, and, and and I've already run into it. You know we do forty plus events a year with hot rods and happy hour car shows and cruise ins and all types of automotive events all over the southeast. And every year you run into it. Almost every event you have that one person that kind of gets their butt on their shoulders a little bit about it and gets their feelings hurt. One. Well, that might be several. an understatement. And uh, I'm trying to be nice. All right. and, uh, but but we need to talk about judging a little bit, you know, and because there's some valid points that, that that do need to be discussed, you know. And, and, I mean, some people think, you know, some things don't need to be, you know, it's, it's known, but you don't really need to say it. But apparently some people didn't get the memo. And, you know, my opinion, and granted, that's just my opinion, but if you go to a car show looking for trophies... I mean... You're there for the wrong reason anyway. Exactly. That's not what it's about. It's not. I mean, it's about, you know, sharing the hobby with your friends and shooting the bull and checking out all the cars. And, you know, if you win something, it's great. Everybody likes to win. It's about the people and the culture. Exactly. You know, everybody likes to win. But, you know, I mean, it's a bonus if you do. That's just a fun thing to celebrate with your friends at the show.
0: Once exactly. you've won so many trophies, I mean, it's always cool that walk up to receive it. You know that that's a great feeling. But, you know, uh, I need to build a bookcase or something. Like I'm out of places to put them.
1: Well, and I, and, I, and I'm I'm kind of the same problem. I have them in my garage on shelves, and I have to start putting up more shelves and more shelves. And I don't even show my cars anymore. I mean, I just show up. Right. Right. But and my biggest reason is is I hate it when people get the wrong idea because then there's a stigma. You know, well, I don't want to bring my collector car out because all these new cars are winning. And next thing you know, you've got a bunch of people where their feelings hurt, and they're not coming out to events, and that's hurting our hobby. And that hurts me because I love the car hobby. And another thing that I think it, it, it really hurts is, you know, a lot of these local shows, just like this one, August 4th, the Bitson Show, is supporting a great cause. absolutely And mm-hmm. a lot of these local shows, I mean, like, I love out-of-town shows. I mean, I love, you know, the Rod Run and Pigeon Forge, and I love, you know, Caffeine and Octane, and I love all these big out-of-town shows, <clears throat> you know, but most of those big shows don't support, you know... Like local charities or something like that. Where these small little local shows, that's what they do. That's how they raise money for these things. That's their bread and butter, exactly. And now, when you got people not coming to these shows, it really doesn't make them possible because if they're not lucrative, they're not going to have them. Well,
0: these uh, these local shows, they have a special feel. Also, you know, <clears throat> the big shows are great. I love Auto Fest. Uh, you know, love going to the Rod Run, etc. But, you know. Like, using uh, the show at Benson a few years ago. I mean, we had a really good time there. We met we a lot of really cool people.
1: saw some really cool cars. Well, And that, but, and that's the name of the game. You know, grab your bag chair. Sit it out. You know, get you something cool to drink. Sit behind your car. Answer a bunch of questions and ooh and on all the cars and shoot the bull with your buddies and just have a good time. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it's about, you know. Chill out to the music. I mean, I love it. I love the atmosphere. And then you get so many people get bent out of shape. And, and, it, and it is hard judging shows. And we're going to get into this in some more segments here, talking about judging a little more in detail. But, you know, you've got a lot of people that build these great cars. That, that I mean, they spend years building this classic, you know, whatever it is. I mean, whether it be a, a GM or a Mopar or an import, anything. And even Fords. It's crazy. And, and, and it's like... You know, they build these cars. They put their heart and soul into them. And then, you know, you got somebody that bought a brand new car and, you know, put some decals on it or personalized it a little bit. And you're competing with a new car that was built two months ago. And, and I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to take something that's 40 years old and make it new again. Okay. You know, I mean, you can make it as nice as you can. And there's some cars that, that are restored that would knock any new car in the dirt. But but the majority of them are going to be older cars. They have older car problems and issues. And it's hard to compete, you know. I mean, it just, it's just how it works. And so that causes a lot of riffraff in the show scene. And, you, and over the years, you have noticed how it's shifted. You know, the guys that are like me and Richard's age... Aren't buying the old cars anymore, really? Or, or there's a few that are. Well, you are. Oh, I am. I, I'm, I'm buying enough for several guys. But but you see where I'm getting at? Are into the collector cars? But a lot more people are getting into the late model cars, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love the late model scene because I mean there's some really impressive stuff out there, and these guys put a lot of time in these builds. You know, I pick on some of them, but but for the most part, I mean these are some pretty, pretty detailed-out cars, and they've got some special features to them, and, I mean, spend tons of money on them.
0: Well, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, new cars are easier. They're easier to own. Yes. Um, But, I mean, that's not to take away from any of these fantastic builds. I mean, I know that, you know, sometimes we give them a hard time, and mainly because it's our friends, and we're yes. just goofing off, and it's easy. Well,
1: if I don't pick on you, know I don't like it.
0: Right, right, right. So... Uh,
1: it's yeah, like but Will, I don't pick on him.
0: It's a different ownership <laughs> experience and uh, I you know, I experienced a little bit of both with uh, you know, owning the Challenger and then owning the Daytona. The Challenger is a lot easier to hop in and go, you know, it's a lot easier to clean cuz it's new. Yeah. And uh, you know, get it looking ready for a show and take it and sometimes that is just preferable. Doesn't take away from the driving experience of owning or driving
1: an old car, but sometimes you and, just and 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 then in some ways, actually, it's it's almost like the the perfect entryway into the car show world is starting with a late model car. Absolutely, and and then you know, in buying your collector car, I've got a good friend of mine. You know, he's been showing Chryslers for you know new Chryslers for the last few years, and now he called me up. He said, "Rob, he said, I think I'm ready to go find me a C10." He said, you know, I want to find me a nice sixty seven seventy two C ten. Might be how you learn to work on cars. Well, exactly. And I mean it's kinda like how hey, you figure out what you really like. And you, yeah. know, you took a car that you liked that you bought new and you you made it your own and you showed it and the next thing you know, man, I really like these too. And next thing you know, you're moving in the hobby. Yeah. And, that, and there's nothing wrong with that either. That's a great thing. I mean, that's that's building our hobby. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it gets to be a little bit addictive. I mean, uh, you know, look at you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah what are you exactly. Up
0: to? What are you up to now?
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I'm right now. I'm sitting at four, and uh, speaking of speaking of adding, though, I am driving something very cool, and I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it a lot right now, but all I can say is Carolina Motor Fest. We're going to put a collector car. In somebody's driveway.
0: I have a feeling this is going to be a record for Carolina Motor Fest.
1: October 6th. You're definitely not going to miss that at all. It's very cool. Very, very cool. And uh, I think that's going to be Carolina Motor Fest, you know, not one to, you know, to break my arm, pat myself on the back. And everybody that helps with Motor Fest, this show, every time we have it, gets better and better and better. And. I will step on a limb and say, in the Greenville area, or even the upstate area, There's, v- I've, I've never seen a car show that can compete with it yet.
0: It's my favorite local show. I mean, it's just such a good time. There's so many different things, so many different venues for different people to come and enjoy uh well I that mean, it's an all-day event exactly
1: well that you got the swap beat i mean there's so many things going on and now we're actually going to give away a collector car i love it man i love it and then we got a lot more details for this coming up guys stay tuned we're talking car shows and judging right here on hot rods and happy hour on 106.3 w- we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be
0: heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one